On today's episode, Blackhawks legend Marion Hossa will officially be signing a one-day contract to retire as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday night. Then, top prospect Lucas Reichel has been recalled from the Rockford Icehawks for the third time this season. And then according to a report from a Swedish media outlet, the Blackhawks are apparently in agreement with 23-year-old defenseman Philip Rue. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, April 6th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first. By following the podcast, it'll only take a quick couple of seconds. A quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing as well. And go go and leave me a review if you got something positive to say as well. Best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then please go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode from here on out, folks, if you haven't gotten the memo already, is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so already, please go and uh, subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I recently just reached 100 subscribers. I greatly appreciate all the support. Now let's keep getting those numbers up. Go and smash the like button for me as well. I would great, greatly appreciate that too. And be sure to turn on those push notifications so you can be notified when the episode is uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. And as always, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. Real quick, before I get into the good stuff today, folks, I got to remind you all that today's episode is sponsored by Bet Online, which is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games here in 2022. Bet Online, where the game begins. All right, to open things up on the show this morning, folks, I wanted to start off by getting into Marion Hosa being officially slated to sign a one-day contract on Thursday night as um, uh, to retire as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. And I think it's really cool how Hosa is going to be signing this contract at 6.15 on Thursday afternoon in the United Center Atrium, just prior to the game, which starts at 7.30 against the Seattle Kraken. So, you know, not only is it awesome that Hosa is now going to be retiring as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks, as he should, uh, but he's going to be doing it right in front of the fans who are in attendance at the United Center. So uh, all in all, while the Blackhawks season, uh, they've now officially been eliminated from playoff contention as of last night, although um, we've known that that is going to be the fate of this team for the last two or three months now. Uh, but with the season being lost, 
you know, it's nice to have things that are definitely keeping the fans interested and keeping them uh, wanting to come back to the United Center. Of course, there was Jonathan Taze's 1,000th game ceremony against the Arizona Coyotes on Sunday. Would have been nice, obviously, to pick up that win over the Yotes, um, but it was still, you know, a very special uh, celebration at the UC. There were tons of former Blackhawks in the building, Corey Crawford, uh, Duncan Keith, Brent Seabrook, even Marion Hosa as well. And I'm sure there's going to be uh, plenty more of that come Thursday night when Big Hoss officially retires. And of course, back in 2018, that's when Hosa was forced to hang up skates for good due to that skin condition, uh, which apparently was something that he had been dealing with for numerous seasons uh, prior to 2018, where it just uh, seemed to finally get the best of him, really taking a toll on his body each and every time he had to put the pads on. There was a couple of years there where he he wouldn't even practice because it was just detrimental to him to put on um, all of the gear. It was only going to make things worse. We didn't really know what the reason was for Hosa not practicing, just figured you know, he's a wily veteran. What does he really have to get better at at this point? He's just an all-around perfect player. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, that seemed to get the best of him in 2018, finally. Uh, just one of the most bizarre and uh, unfortunate ways to be forced out of the game of hockey. But prior to that, I mean, Hosa, obviously a Hall of Fame career, a first ballot Hall of Fame career, I should add. Uh, He finished with over 1,100 points in his 1,300-plus NHL games. He was an eight-time 30-goal scorer, a three-time 40-goal scorer, obviously a three-time Stanley Cup champion here in Chicago, and also the only NHL player to play in three consecutive Stanley Cup finals for three different teams. So clearly, Hosa had a massive impact wherever he was playing, uh, but especially here in Chicago, and that's why I got to talk about this on the on the show today, folks. He's got to be the greatest free agent signing in Chicago sports history, right? And in my opinion, it's really not even close. I mean, think about it. Who has come onto a team here in Chicago across any of the major sports and won three championships in in six years? Who else has done that? I believe the answer is no one, folks. And um, the way that Hosa went about things. You know, uh, the impact that he made on both ends of the puck defensively, you know, he was a force to be reckoned with uh, on the back check. He also helped out on the penalty kill unit. I remember the good old days when uh, Jonathan Taves and Marion Hosa were leading the Blackhawks top penalty kill units like those two can go out and put a goal up on you, even though they're down a man. And then offensively, I mean, Hosa was just so strong. He couldn't get the puck off of his stick. Um, he was so good at using his body to it, to his advantage. Just truly a, a one-of-a-kind player. And uh, I don't think it's any surprise that right when he stepped away, that's really when things started to go south for the Chicago Blackhawks in terms of on the ice. Uh, and one thing that I actually think people forget about Marion Hosa is that in his final season at the NHL level, Big Hoss recorded... 29 goals in his 72 games played. Like if he played a full 82 game season, he's a 30 goal scorer that year. So there clearly was still some gas left in that tank for Hosa, but unfortunately he just wasn't able uh, to continue on his tremendous playing career, but super glad to see that Hosa, you know, will be signing a one day contract as a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. That's 
definitely how it should be, even though he made a huge impact on several other NHL teams, Pittsburgh Penguins, the Detroit Red Wings, the Atlanta Thrashers. He had a tremendous start to his career up in Ottawa. The one team where he should be recognized the most is with the Chicago Blackhawks. That's where he had his biggest impact. Um, so definitely, you know, only makes sense to see Hosa get his night finally with the Blackhawks signing that one-day contract. Should make for a real cool scene at the United Center. Um, and, and just thinking about all the incredible moments that he's been a part of, um, it's really incredible. Obviously, I think the first one that comes to everyone's mind is the Game 5 winner against the Nashville Predators, where in overtime, after Patrick Kane was able to tie up the game while the Hawks were shorthanded, Hosa jumps right out of the box after that five-minute game misconduct, uh, goes to the front of the net and taps home the game winner um, on a shot from Brent Sopel, who was a guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast a couple of years back. Hopefully I'll be able to have another chat with Brent because uh, before the Blackhawks really had some serious off-the-ice issues that came to light uh, this past May, I believe, nearly a year ago now. Brent Sopel really was someone who talked kind of down about the Blackhawks organization, and uh, I really didn't understand why until now, of course, we get the full um, knowledge of what occurred in in, uh, 2010 with that Kyle Beach situation. Uh, But anyways, uh, back to Hosa. Obviously, I think that Game 5 winner is is something that um, is going to be the first thing that comes to mind. My favorite Hosa goal, though, is probably that one where he knocked the puck out of midair against the Tampa Bay Lightning, literally catches the pass, goes to drop it down to his stick, doesn't wait for it to hit the ice, just slaps it out of midair past the goaltender for a highlight reel goal. Uh, Maybe my second favorite Hosa moment, though, might be, uh, so the Blackhawks signed him on in the summer of 2009. They got him from the Detroit Red Wings. I was super pumped to have a guy like him on the team. I was watching his highlights on YouTube for like three or four months, nonstop, it seemed like. Uh, But then he wasn't able to begin the year with the Blackhawks. I believe he had a a back injury maybe or something along those lines. But I know he had to wait till like November or December to make his Blackhawks debut. And in that first game, I remember it came against the the San Jose Sharks. And that's when the Blackhawks had a hat trick of shorthanded goals in one period. It was unbelievable. Hosa had one of those. He also went on to add a second in that game. So in his Blackhawks debut, a two-goal performance just had me thinking about all the possibilities. But I don't even think at that time in my mind, I would imagine the Blackhawks going on to win three Stanley Cups in the next six years. Uh, another really cool Marion Hosa moment that I think kind of goes underrated. I saw Jay Zawoski tweeted this out yesterday, um, but Hosa scoring that game-tying goal against the Calgary Flames back in uh, 2013 to keep the Hawks' point streak alive to begin the season. I think he scored with under five seconds to go to force overtime, and then the Blackhawks wind up winning that game in a shootout thanks to the late, great, Ray Emery having one of the best goaltender performances of a member of the Blackhawks or uh, mem- an NHL goaltender has ever had. I mean, the dude was standing on his head. The Blackhawks had no business to be in that one. Somehow they come away with a victory thanks to a great effort by Emery and that late goal uh, from Marion Hossa. And there's obviously so many more. I mean, he was such a vital part of that Blackhawks championship team, as I said. Um, he really 
came on and, and played such an immediate impact. And it's not a surprise to see once he left, the Blackhawks have struggled ever since. So, um, you know, there's no other player quite like Marion Hosa, and, and I'm super pumped that he's going to get his special night finally on Thursday when the Blackhawks take on the Seattle Kraken at the United Center. All right, there are my thoughts on Marion Hosa inking a one-day contract with the Blackhawks on Thursday. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into top prospect Lucas Reichel being recalled from the Rockford Icehogs for the third time this season. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time once of the year, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us. And Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired manager is going to land. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball, from the NHL, uh, NBA, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Moving on into segment two now today, I also wanted to be sure to talk about Lucas Reichel being recalled from the Rockford Icehogs for the third time on Tuesday night. Reichel has already played five NHL games up with the Blackhawks this season. He's still without his first career NHL point, but now he's back for a third stint and has just five games to spare before burning the first year of his entry-level contract. And not too long ago, we heard General Manager Kyle Davidson uh, talk to the media on a couple of separate occasions about this situation. And basically, uh, Davidson you know, didn't sound the least bit concerned about burning off that first year of Reichel's contract. He really just said that all he cares about at this point uh, is doing what's best for Reichel's career moving forward. So. Based on that, it sure sounds like Reichel could be playing five or more games down the stretch here with the Chicago Blackhawks. And personally, I do agree that Reichel's career at this point should take center stage. But I'm not so sure uh, that burning off the first year right now, not even that, just calling Reichel back up to the NHL at this point. I'm not so sure that's the best thing for the franchise or him moving forward. And the reason I say that is because, um, first, this is obviously going to be a process for the Chicago Blackhawks, right? We're in it for the long haul at this point, folks. We've heard Kyle Davidson say, you know, three to five years. That's basically what he's been saying. And he, based on his moves and the way he's gone about things so far, I think it's pretty clear that the Blackhawks are not going to rush along this process. Um, so what, one thing I will say about burning that first year is that, um, when Reichel's ELC does expire, the Blackhawks are very likely not going to be worried about their finances. It's doubtful that they're going to be right up there against the salary cap at that point. So re-signing him really, I, I don't think should be an issue, uh, given that, um, you know, the Blackhawks probably aren't going to be all that competitive. I don't imagine they're going to be right there against the cap. So I don't think financially it's going to be that big of an issue. So I don't think that's 
the biggest part of this burning off the first year. I think it's more so that considering how I know it's only been five games, but considering how, you know, Reichel really hasn't had all that much, much success at the NHL so far this season, he's kind of been um, a little bit, what's the word for it here? Uh, I don't want to call him a ghost out there on the ice, but he really just hasn't made that much of an impact. And it's like when he's in the lineup, I only see him making like a, a couple of nice plays per game. It's not like he's everywhere or anything. And he was been he was given an opportunity inside the top six. Um, but the, the thing to me about this, about calling Reichel back up, is look at all the success he's had down at the AHL this season. Uh, at just 19 years old, Reichel is already a point-per-game player with the Rockford Ice Hogs. He has 49 points in 49 games this season. And with the Ice Hogs being in the middle of a playoff battle, which has clearly taken some priority throughout the organization, right? I mean, that's the reason why several defensemen have remained down in Rockford and not um, and have not come up to the Blackhawks, even though you know they're out of contention at this point, and some of those guys could be using some NHL action. The Blackhawks have kind of decided to leave them down in Rockford in order for that playoff run and to get meaningful ice time in that set of circumstances. Uh, so with the Ice Hogs, you know, with that kind of taking center stage, not I wouldn't consider it center stage over the Blackhawks, but clearly it has some significance throughout the organization. And considering Rockford's position right now in the standings and Reichel being a big part of that team, uh, I'm just a little shocked that the Blackhawks are taking him away from that situation right now. Like in the crucial stretch of the season, you would think you'd want the Ice Hogs star player down there getting ready for what's to come, which is hopefully uh, the AHL postseason. Um, one thing that I have thought about, I kind of did some background this morning on the AHL playoffs and how many teams make it and how the standings work and whatnot. And if I have my facts straight, I do believe that 23 teams are going to be qualifying for the postseason in the AHL. There's going to be like play-in games, kind of like the 2020 COVID postseason bubble. There's going to be play-in games. I'm not sure how the series work or anything, but if I have my facts straight, I do believe 23 teams are going to be qualifying for the playoffs. So um, maybe with Rockford kind of sitting comfortably in that fourth spot in their division, maybe, you know, they're not all that concerned about these final handful of games and just want to return Reichel for the actual playoff run. Uh, maybe that's playing a factor here, but I do just find it a little weird that they're taking Reichel away from that team. Um, you know, when they're about to be headed in the playoffs, especially with, you know, also taking him away from that team could potentially burn the first year of that entry level contract. As I said, I don't think that's a big issue for the Blackhawks because re-signing him, no matter how well he performs, it's probably not going to be a problem if it has to come a year earlier than expected. Um, but I, I, I did think it was a little weird to take him away from that team right now. Um, but, you know, if Reichel is going to be playing five or more games here with the Blackhawks down the stretch of the season, the Blackhawks only have 12 games left on their schedule. Uh, they better be giving him an opportunity to have success. I expect him, fully expect him to either be jumping up on that top line at center with Alex DeBrinkett and Patrick Kane playing as his wingers, or if they don't have him there, then at the very least, he's got to be on the second line with uh, Jonathan Taves and, you know, Dominic Kubelik or uh, Taylor Radish or Tyler Johnson or, or something along those lines. 
Um, and actually, the Blackhawks are in the middle of practice right now, folks. Reichel was in attendance at Fifth Third Arena, and he was actually on the second line along with Jonathan Taves at center and then Kirby Doc at the right wing. And I think Kirby, I mean, we got 12 games left, left in the season, and there's not, not a whole lot to be playing for at this point. So why not give Kirby some opportunities to play on the wing? And I believe, again, if I have my facts straight, Kirby hasn't been given much of an opportunity on the wing this season. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago when Derek King gave him a chance to play there, I, I think he actually fared pretty well. So um, should be interesting for a couple of different reasons if Reichel does play on that second line. How is he going to handle uh, being on a second line role with Jonathan Taves, who has been a bit better offensively in the past couple of months? And then along with Kirby Doc as well, how is he going to handle playing on the wing rather than playing at center? Um, but yeah, they, they have to be putting Reichel in a position to succeed. Uh, he won't be doing a whole lot of that if they put him in the bottom six, but based on how King has used him in practice so far today, and also considering where he was in the lineup through the first five games, there's no reason to believe he's not going to be in the top six. That's where Kingers used him so far when he's been up at the NHL level. So uh, hopefully Reichel will be able to pick up that first NHL point here sometime rather soon. And if he does wind up burning the first year of his ELC, I don't think that's any big de- that should be a big deal to anyone, uh, the Blackhawks or any fans out there. I don't think that that should be uh, on the top of your list of concerns moving forward. The Blackhawks aren't going to have an issue. Uh, but if he's going to do that, I'm really hoping that, you know, uh, we're going to see him provide some flashes of what's to come in the future here in Chicago. All right, there are my thoughts on the Blackhawks. Recalling top prospect Lucas Reichel on Tuesday night. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into a report that the Blackhawks are in agreement with Swedish defenseman Philip Rue on a contract. But first, I got to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And when you check out rockauto.com, be sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three, before I wrap things up on the show here today, I also wanted to be sure to talk for a quick moment on a report that came out earlier today from a Swedish media outlet 
that the Blackhawks are supposedly in agreement with 23-year-old Swedish defenseman Philip Rue. Uh, at the moment, there haven't been any like official reports that have come out from the Blackhawks beat writers or NHL news outlets that I trust across the league. None of that has happened so far. Um, I've only seen one report, which was the article itself. Uh, but given kind of the Hawks' track record over in Sweden and really all of Europe, they always seem to scout really well from over there. Um, my guess would be it's pretty darn likely uh, that, that this is going to happen, that the Blackhawks are going to reach a contract and reach a deal with defenseman Philip Rue. But a quick uh, breakdown on Rue. I really hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. It's spelled R-O-O-S. And in Sweden, I don't know if the S is silent. Philip Roos? Philip Rue? I don't know. I'm sorry that I don't have that down at the moment. Hopefully, you know, when more news comes out about this situation, we'll have a clarification on how his last name is pronounced. But for now, I'm going to stick to Rue. But a quick breakdown on his game. He's a six foot four, 190 pound defenseman. As I said, he's only 23 years old. And based on all the scouting reports that I found on him, which really isn't a whole lot, uh, apparently he's a really good skater for his size. And despite only having six points in 50 games so far in his first season with the SHL, I've read that he does have some offensive upside in his game. Uh, I'm guessing that. You know, as I said, this is his first year playing in the top division over in Sweden, being just 23 years old. I'd guess, you know, that's a pretty large jump for him to make at a young age. And also, he's probably not playing the largest role with that team. So uh, I'm sure that's probably tying into why he only has one goal and five assists for six points so far this season. Uh, but when you go back and look at some of his numbers in previous years, then you start to see the offensive production and those offensive numbers start to take a tick upward. Uh, last year, it was his second year in the Osvenskin division, which I believe is the second tier division over in Sweden. Uh, in tw uh, 52 games last season, Rue had six goals and 22 assists for 28 points. And then throughout his junior career, again, he's played throughout Sweden throughout his entire career so far. Uh, you see some pretty decent offensive numbers mixed in there as well. So I don't think he's ever going to be, if he reaches the NHL level, I don't think he's ever going to wow you with his offensive game or be a consistent point producer or anything, but he does seem capable of chipping in every now and again, maybe a second to third pairing defenseman. Uh, I don't have much of a scouting report on his defense, unfortunately. Like I said, the reports out there on his game were very limited. Um, but you definitely got to love to hear that he has both size and speed in his arsenal. That's definitely something you need to have success at the NHL level these days with the game only getting faster and faster and faster. You got to be able to keep up. So we'll see what comes next. Like I said, uh, we haven't heard many other reports besides this article that was written, uh, written out in Sweden. Um, but I'm sure if it is true, we'll definitely be hearing, you know, the Blackhawks beat writers and other Blackhawks sources in the next day or two talk about uh, this topic uh, in the next, like I said, the next day or uh, maybe even the next couple hours at the very least. And shout out, quick shout out to uh, Second City Hockey for being the first ones to notice this report 
coming out of Sweden. Dave Melton always does a great job for Second City Hockey. So uh, no surprise that they were on this news first, um, stating that the Blackhawks are supposedly in agreement to sign 23-year-old Swedish defenseman Philip Rue. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday, April 6th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks both on YouTube, go and subscribe, and go and follow on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey as hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to go and check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. You can find me out on Twitter, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talkin Hockey. Be sure to go and follow for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.